This is an ABC podcast. This is the Conversation Hour on ABC Radio Melbourne and Victoria. Hello, it's Bronwyn O'Shea and Nick Healy with you for the Conversation Hour today. And Nick, it is that time of year where we are bombarded by images of smiling women enjoying breakfast in bed and sniffing their giant bunches of flowers and having cuddles with their sweet, sweet children. If you have somehow avoided the news that Mother's Day is fast approaching, then congratulations. I don't know how you've actually done it. <laughs> I've got to say, though, Roman, it, it does feel like this year in particular, lots of people, including mothers, are pushing back a little bit on it. I, I know it's a day of joy and, as you said, breakfast in bed and handmade presents for a lot of people. But for some people, it's very complex. There's feelings of grief and even resentment that can come to the fore. Yeah, and I know plenty of mums who, you know, they don't want flowers. They don't want a foot spa one day of the year. They want equal pay and affordable childcare every day. The question is, I think, how do we make sure that Mother's Day isn't just a commercialised day of lip service for a, a bad greeting card, but actually a chance to have a real conversation, maybe even a chance to make some long-term change. Yeah. How do you feel about Mother's Day? Has it just been hijacked by companies and by commercialism? Do we need to make it more meaningful, more sensitive and more inclusive? On ABC Radio Melbourne and Victoria. This is the Conversation Hour. I have been getting bombarded, and I assume you have as well, Bronwyn, in my inbox from companies that I've barely thought about for a year, letting me know that Mother's Day is just around the corner. One of the fascinating ones I got recently was uh, for charging cables. Buy mum the charging cable she needs. Oh, gosh, just what I've always wanted. uh, Maybe a bouquet of charging cables. (laughs) I think when people say they're worried about the commercialism side of it, That's what we are. We're not being told to think about mum. We're being told to spend money on mum. Yeah. It's interesting too, you talk about the inbox. I have had in the last week several emails from brands I've, you know, bought something from in the past saying, um, we know this can be a difficult time for some. If you'd rather we didn't email you about Mother's Day, we won't. You can just click here and opt out of that message and we'll, you know, Pick, pick it back up again afterwards. I so thought was really interesting. Really like that. I've not encountered that myself at all. Look, um, uh, full disclosure, my mum died sort of about 40 years ago now, so it's been a very long time. I, I don't think, you know, it's not a particularly trying time of year for me with that grief being long, long, long time ago. Uh, but it is always a bit unusual to have Mother's Day come sort of bombarded at me because for me it's a day where I get in touch with my beautiful stepmum and have a talk to her. But... It doesn't feel like she's included in any of that marketing. Yeah, and and I must say when I saw the opt-out email, I had mixed reactions. My first reaction was, oh, that's lovely. Like that brand has really thought about the impact on people and that's a really sensitive way to approach it. And then I shifted to think, but hang on, you've still emailed them about Mother's Day. Like you, <laughs> you said, here's an email about Mother's Day about not getting emailed about Mother's Day. And I thought, I, I don't know, you know, and, and I say this as someone who, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate to still have my mum in my life and I am a mum, so I cannot understand what it's like um, if you if you don't, if, if this is a tough day for you. But I did think, I wonder if that really is that helpful, the old not, opt-out email. Not to get my down in it, but what does Mother's Day mean to you as a mum? I really don't think about me at all. I, I just think Mother's Day and I think of my mum. And uh, so that's interesting, isn't it? Um, there's a text here that says, I'm not a mum, I don't have a mum. It is the worst day of the year and I hate all the emails. Um, so that's interesting, isn't it? And this just brekkie in bed and a homemade card is all I get and want. He's now 23 and he's still doing it. Oh, well, you've done all right there. That's actually really sweet. <laughs> but no, I, I think that first text that points out that, that it can be a, a, a grief-laden time of year for many, mm. many people who can find it incredibly complex. Yeah, it's a complicated day. We're getting better, Nick, I think, at navigating complicated days. Mm. Um, but how do we... How do we get it right? Elizabeth Hill is an associate professor. She's a researcher specialising in gender work and care. And she also is co-convener of the Australian Work and Family Policy Roundtable. Um, Welcome, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me, Bronwyn and Nick. 
I mentioned that I know lots of women who would say, you know what, forget the forget the foot spa. I just like, you know, good access and affordable childcare. Thank you. What? <laughs> how do you feel about Mother's Day yourself? Yeah, it's a quite a. I often feel quite conflicted. I certainly felt conflicted on my first Mother's Day, which was in back in 2001. Um, and that led me to kind of really think about, well, what's the point of it and, and what do I actually want? I certainly didn't want fluffy slippers and a bunch of chrysanthemums. <laughs> um, but what I did want 20, almost 22 years, um, 23 years ago now, um, was things that would really support me as and my friends and my community in mothering roles. So that was things like paid parental leave, which we did not have in 2001. Um, that was things like a ramp at my local train station so I could get my um, small baby easily or more easily up and down and also access to affordable and high quality early childhood education and care. So, you know, on my first Mother's Day, um, it became very clear to me what was required and the way in which the whole commercialization and, you know, all the images of stereotypes and all of that the way they kind of really um, disorientate you from what actually matters towards this kind of the, the commercialised retail kind of spree um, that doesn't get to the heart of what what supports us as mothers. Um, you know, uh, maybe a foot spa is nice once in a while, but <laughs> maybe only once we've got affordable childcare and, and high quality um, and long, you know, 52 weeks of paid parental leave, then the foot spa might come in handy. Elizabeth, in that two decades plus since you kind of mm. realised what you were thinking about, do you feel the conversation has changed? Yeah, the conversation has changed enormously, um, but that doesn't mean policy has changed. So my reflection um, last year, which was the 21st Mother's Day I've had, um, led to me writing um, a uh, another opinion piece for um, a major Australian newspaper and when I was reflecting back on that previous, that, that period of 21 years, I realised that while there's been um, a lot of talk over the past couple of decades about, you know, how we manage work and care, how we parent, how we mother in particular, um, that we, and in fact, there's been quite a lot of money um, put towards policies that were orientated to smoothing out the um, transition between work and care, particularly um, care of young children, what had not happened was that we didn't, we hadn't got to a place and we still haven't got to a place where Australia's policy architecture for these things, supporting parents to look after um, young children in particular, it doesn't really reflect the realities of women's labour force participation um, or most importantly, it does not reflect the aspirations of young workers, and I'm including young men and young women in this. So our mm -hmm. research shows that young workers, both male and female, um, have a really strong desire and growing desire for more equal sharing of family care and paid work, and that is also um, for young children. So we've got a we've got a situation that, in spite of um, the rise in um, public conversation and some really interesting new consensus positions between business community and researchers, while we've kind of come to a common understanding of what's required to really make mothering, parenting um, easier, we haven't, we've still got this kind of logistical nightmare that so many of your listeners face on a day-to-day -day basis. And I know um, you've argued... Uh, sorry, Elizabeth, that Mother's Day should be really a day of political action. So I'm, I'm curious, what do you think mothers... Um, should be lobbying for this Mother's Day? Yeah, well, um, uh, well, we can be um, thankful and grateful that Australia has finally joined the, um, the list of countries that do have a, a national paid parental leave scheme. Um, and we've got a government who's changing that and extending it from 20 weeks to 26 weeks by 2026. But we actually need it to be longer. And this is what our research constantly shows, that parents really want and mothers really want access to about 52 weeks of um, paid parental leave at the birth of a new baby because, and that, that longer period allows really solid amount of time for mothers, birth mothers and adopted mothers to um, to establish those strong bonds um, with their, their newborn children, to establish breastfeeding where they want to, to look after their own health. But once we've got a longer period, we can also really look to our partners 
um, to contribute to the care of young infants as well and be paid and recognised for that for that job. So I think this Mother's Day, um, ab while we can welcome the, um, the national scheme that we have and our current government's commitment to lengthening that, we can also make a claim and a noisy claim for an even longer period. We need to get to 52 weeks. Australia's a laggard in this area. We need to at least meet the kind of average of our comparable economies within that, the club of the OECD and get towards 52 weeks. So that would be one big thing but the other thing I think that we need um, continued um, political action and advocacy around is the extension of affordable, accessible, high quality early childhood education and care. And there's lots of voices in that space. Um, and we've also, in a, at a time where we've got a government who is looking to extend that and make it cheaper and maintain quality. So let's see where they get, get to, um, but we are in a current context where these issues that so many um, people have been arguing for. For longer than me, I've only kind of been in this space, I guess, for 22, 23 years, but some have been in it for 50 years. Um, and um, we are at a point in Australia's kind of policy history where these things are being understood for their social value and their economic mm. value. And we've got a government who at least is thinking about how um, these might be extended. So let's see how they go. I do love the idea, Elizabeth, of this turning into a, a political day, a day of real change, not just tokenism. Because on some level, the, the tokenistic attitude that many people, and, and especially on the commercial side, have towards Mother's Day, it, it, it's not just... It, it's actually borderline genuinely insulting. I think there was an opinion piece recently that suggested it borders on gaslighting, this idea that we celebrate mums for one day out of the year and then so much <laughs> of the rest of the time is spent keeping them down. Yeah, and, you know, um, our labour markets, um, you know, do not treat men and women um, equally. They do not treat mothers equally with other um, um, people in the labour market. There's a strong um, la um, motherhood, what the literature or researchers call a motherhood penalty um, that uh, women who do have young children experience in the labour market once they have those children. So you're right, we kind of, there are these real structural features that go on day in, day out. Um, but also, I'm not so against a day where we actually, you know, focus our thinking, um, but I'd rather not focus on the fluffy slippers or the bunch of flowers as much as I love a bunch of flowers, but I'd rather focus that day on well, what are the structural impediments to um, Australian women being able to care, work, mother, parent, um, be involved in the community in the way that they would like. Um, and how can we overcome those and create a much more equitable distribution of care for, for young children in this case? Associate Professor Elizabeth Hill, thank you for your part in today's chat. Researcher specialising in the political economy of gender work and care. And Elizabeth's also the co-convener of the Australian Work and Family Policy Roundtable. Loads of texts coming in, Nick, which we'll get to in a moment. But let's go to some calls. Mia is in Preston. Welcome to the Conversation Hour, Mia. Hey everyone, I'm loving this conversation and it's really um, timely for me. I um, have just naively joined the school council of my life <laughs> local in a, <laughs> yes, in a city of, you know, privileged primary school and um, uh, we're discussing Mother's Day and I tabled the idea from a queer parent's perspective um, that we could sh look at changing the language around Mother's Day. Um, particularly um, the name of it and even the gifts, like they're very gendered and exactly like what your previous talker. And anyway, I've been really surprised by the backlash. This is a really controversial day and one that really took me by surprise. The teachers um, echoed my sentiment because they've got kids who've lost their parents recently or mothers and navigating that in the classroom is really tricky for, for them as well as the kids. Mia, so what would you like yeah. it to be reframed as? So I did some guerrilla data research of the um, local, other local primary schools in the area to ask what everyone else is doing, what is the climate out there? And from what I can tell is a lot of schools are not celebrating the day at all. They are putting it um, on the back burner until they can come up with a, a more inclusive experience. Others are calling it... Mother's Day and Special Person's Day, which is what we call it at our school, I think that's quite othering and tokenistic. 
Um, I don't sit on the fence of having to cancel a day because I think it is quite fun, um, mm. you know, you, you can't deny these things and kind of make the world, you know, I don't know, like there's something fun about it and magical. But in saying that, our school um, don't, the kids aren't allowed to make the presents anymore. Um, it lands on the parents and you can imagine what parents is making those gifts late at night. Um, <laughs> Sorry, know, are, the, are they making the their day. own gift because <laughs> it's getting sent home as homework? Yeah, so the, the labour is lands on the parents wow. and, of course, you can imagine who that labour is landing on. Oh. And so it's, um, yeah, I mean, I think, it, think, you know, special person's day or what, I mean, I haven't really done too, but just thinking and rethinking the name or someone I love or someone who makes my lunch every morning, I'm not sure. Yeah. Because Mia, we, difference. Mia, make it. Modern Australian families look very, very different these days and, and and it would be lovely to see it included because today, Mother's Day, still feels like we're talking birthing parent only. It's yeah. not open to other family members and it's very hard to get away from that. It is, yeah, and people are really scared to make that shift, um, which I really... But, yeah, I'm, I'm in this conversation as we speak. The WhatsApp is a buzzing, a buzzing environment. <laughs> <laughs> Mayor, thank you so much for getting in touch on that. Mayor and Preston um, talking about sort of, I guess, changing it around a little bit. Also on the phone, Steve. Steve, how are you this morning? Hey, good, mate. What did you want to chat about? Uh, um, I was on holding. So just the Mother's Day thing, I was just, can it still just be a daggy, a daggy day where a school kid gives his mum a present or his dad a present or whoever he thinks is his mother without it becoming a political activist day that's all you reckon it's being overcomplicated, steve just a little bit just a little bit like it's yeah. still just a day isn't it there's a day where a kid can give his mum or his dad or whoever he thinks is his mother to um celebrate say thanks for looking after me and steve do you think it is does it have that flexibility in your mind like because you know nick just made the point that for him it feels pretty laser focused on birthing mothers you know when we talk about mother's day and yep. all the paraphernalia around it do you feel like it is open enough that people can interpret it in the way that you've sort of described there? Well, I think that's the social commentary that goes around with it, isn't it? Everybody makes it makes it that situation. Steve, great to get your uh, your input and you can do the same by giving us a ring one three hundred triple two seven seven four. Lots of texts as well, Nick. Um, some agreeing with Steve's point um, saying there, you know, why can't it just be a simple day for children and families to appreciate mum in whatever way they choose? If not into it, for any reason, don't be involved. There's not, there need not be any place for political agendas. Simple. Um, and this from Megan and Q, Mother's Day is still relevant for the majority. Special Persons Day negates mothers yet again. And another here, are we changing Father's Day too? It's well, interesting, Nick, isn't it, about the well, idea of when you take mother out of Mother's Day, is that, you know, a slap in the face to mums then? Well, I would hope not. I would hope that we've hit a point where you know, we can recognise how diverse our society is to feel on board with that. I, a text that struck me from Anita, and, and look, Anita, thank you for getting in talking about this. Anita saying, I lost my mum when I was really young. I used to hate the day. Then I decided to do the Mother's Day run every Mother's Day. It felt and still feels so good now. I've just loved those positive vibes. So uh, fascinating from Anita to find a way through, I guess, the grief that can be associated with Mother's Day for some people. Yeah. Um, really mixed feelings about the idea of 52 weeks of paid paternity leave too, Nick, which um, Elizabeth Hill, our first guest, raised. Some people saying, yeah, terrific, bring it on. And others saying, are you serious? As if we could manage that, what employer would employ a woman of childbearing age if 52 weeks of paid leave came in? Um, is this something the government's meant to wear so lots of interesting conversations here as we talk about mother's day in this day and age you know it is a complicated time nick isn't it for many people who experience you know a lot of grief and sense of loss around that time um it feels a bit like it's been hijacked it's become really commercialized so how do we take it back how do we get mother's day right and make sure it's a day that feels inclusive and celebratory for everyone this is the conversation hour oh, mama. 
I'm Nick Healy here with Bronwyn O'Shea. We're talking Mother's Day and we know what a complicated day it can be for so many people, especially people who might be uh, still having complicated relationships with their mother or potentially have lost their mother some time ago. Danielle Snelling is the co-founder of Motherless Daughters Australia. Danielle, good morning. Good morning. Do you think we are in any way considering people who may be grieving on Mother's Day when you look around at all the marketing, all the emails, all the advertising. Is anyone putting a thought out in that direction? I think that's something that has certainly started to happen and develop over the last 18 to 24 months, really. We've we've noticed more and more retailers who are acknowledging that the day uh, is difficult for many for a, a, a variety of different reasons and and we're starting to see more retailers offer an opt-out of email uh, options. And that's been a, a way for them to, you know, consider those who do struggle with Mother's Day. So I think we're getting better at it, yes. Interesting um, to think about, uh, Danielle, I'm someone who still has my mum in my life and I am a mum, so, you know, I flag that as that's how I um, approach Mother's Day. But, you know, there are lots of people very dear to me who don't have their mum with them anymore. And I would love to hear from you how I navigate that, how I um, can make them not feel um, ignored or overlooked but also not contribute to the grief they might be feeling? Like, is, is there an easy answer to how I can just make it um, okay for them? I think just offering them an opportunity and a space to talk about their mum, you know, without any sort of judgment or, or criticism. Often people who have experienced mother loss or any loss in general, they just want to talk about their person. And quite often, um, you know, those who haven't experienced the same type of loss or loss in general worry that they'll upset us if they ask but mm. you know we're we're always thinking about our person there's not a day that we don't so asking and an inviting conversation about it is certainly not going to upset those um, missing their person and and also want to acknowledge that for some you know who who would find that triggering and who don't want to talk about their mum. It's nice to allow them the opportunity to say, oh, "I'd prefer not to talk about it." But ignoring it in general or not bringing it up is probably the worst thing that um, anyone supporting someone grieving could do. Look, as someone who, whose mum died many, many, many years ago now, Danielle, what I've found is I almost feel like I have to apologise on Mother's Day when people want to talk to me about it. Uh, you feel like you're making, uh, I guess, concessions for their emotive state sometimes, which is a really complex way to be talking about grief and loss. Mm. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's certainly something that many women in our community touch on and talk about. And I think that just speaks to... Um, you know, the, the ways in which society doesn't really deal with grief very well and, and it's something we need to get much better at doing because it's death and, and loss and grief is something we're all going to experience and it's certainly not um, ideal for the griever or the person who's experienced loss to be apologising for, for those around them who, who are feeling uncomfortable. Is there a way to make Mother's Day, I guess, more inclusive for people who have lost parents? Uh, you know, make a Mother's Day who is for every mother, not just buying a present for mothers who are still around? Uh, we're certainly working really hard to reframe Mother's Day. And actually, this year we've launched a beautiful initiative. Um, we've partnered with some cyclamen growers and we've launched our Mother's Halo Cyclamen. So they're available throughout all independent nurseries, supermarkets uh, and online. And it's a it's a plant that you can buy for your mum that will help support someone who doesn't have theirs or you can buy something, sorry, you can buy a cyclamen uh, in honour of your mum as a, a way to, you know, still participate in Mother's Day and, and gain comfort and just something you can do to honour your mum because um, aside from that, there's not really very much out there at all. It's interesting. There's a few people sort of saying, you know, that what do we cancel 
Christmas in sympathy of those who've lost loved ones or feel isolated on that day. And I think, you know, it's important to say, I don't think anyone's saying cancel Mother's Day. It's all about, you know, being being mindful that people are experiencing different emotions and it can be really challenging for people on Mother's Day. But Danielle, I'm interested in your feeling about these opt-out emails. I was talking to Nick earlier about, you know, it feels like more and more companies are um, sending out these little emails to people saying, if this is a tough day for you and you don't want to hear from us about Mother's Day sales and specials, here's the opt-out option. But Danielle, I, I mean, I'm very aware, and you said it too, like you're bumping up against your grief every day losing your your mum um it's intensified probably at mother's day but it's it's something you have to face every day how do you feel about those opt-out emails do you think they're useful i think they're incredibly useful i think it speaks volumes uh from you know to have a retailer acknowledge that the day is difficult uh, I would love to see retailers go an extra step further and provide some support that's in place. So um, I, I do know from speaking to women in our community that you know providing an opt out is fantastic and and it's you know very very progressive and we love it. But it also um, you know you opt out and then you kind of sit over there in the corner until Mother's Day has passed and then you're brought back in again. It would be nice to see. Um, a little bit more information that is out there to be shared in those emails, such as Motherless Daughters Australia, you know, we're here to provide support. But in short, yes, I think it's, I think it's a really important piece that retailers are doing. And just really quickly, Danielle, I know that you're working to try and create, I guess, uh, supportive groups from people who have lost their mothers at similar ages, a way to share at least somewhat similar experiences. Yes, so we uh, we provide all sorts of different services. Our support group in particular is a, a platform where women can connect every day uh, and just share the little things as well as the big things or share stories about their mum, ask for advice, identify uh, with those who are grieving and also not only for those who had really beautiful mother-daughter relationships but we have women in our community as well who didn't have great relationships. They had really difficult and challenging relationships, which is a whole new, you know, level of grief in terms of complexity. So Mother's Day can be hard for, for many for different reasons. Yeah. Danielle, thank you so much. Danielle Snelling is co-founder of Motherless Daughters Australia. And if that's something that, you know, a network that you think that could be a great support to you as we approach Mother's Day, um, definitely look them up. Lots of texts coming through. We'll go to calls in just a moment. But um, a few texts here. There's this no easy way. Death is a reality. My mother died close to Mother's Day three years ago, says this text. But that's no reason to stop it for everyone. And this text also, I lost my mum recently and while Mother's Day is a hard day now I don't want to make people not celebrate their own just because I'm sad celebrate the people in your life this one stuck out to me. My stepsons hardly ever saw their mother. She had no part in their upbringing. This was back in the 1980s. Each Mother's Day she got a call and a card. I stood around doing the ironing and getting nothing. I was hurt. Yes. Stepmums miss out. I, as someone who you know loves to call his stepmum on this day, I, I know it's incredibly hard to find the right way to talk. So I feel even and again, thank you so much for the people who are texting in um, with some of their hard experiences. Yeah, there's another here. Finding this conversation difficult to listen to. I come from a really abusive family and left home at 16 to escape the abuse I received from an awful mother. I grieve the mother I should have had, not the mother I had. Uh, got Kay on the line. Kay's in Bright. How are you this morning? Yeah, well, thank you. Bit chilly, but yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit chilly around at the moment. Yeah. What did, do you want to chat about Mother's Day? Yeah, well, yeah, I just think everybody's lost the what it what it's all about. It's materialistic. It's you know, don't take it away because they're trying to break up the families as it is now. I mean, you can just see it everywhere you go. The family unit's trying to be broken. If the little kindergarten, my kids, I've still got stuff. They're 34. I've still got kids that stuff they made. Okay, they could have made it on every other day, but it gave them a day to do it. it it's a materialistic day where people run off and buy something and give it to Mother's Day and say, oh, here you are, here, happy Mother's Day. Mm. Well, you know, a day doesn't go past where I don't think of my mother who passed away, you know, quite, and my mother-in-law several for several years ago but i don't need mother's day to remind me of it and i don't need if i don't want to celebrate it 
people shouldn't feel that they have to celebrate it. Sammy you know? Kynton has texted a similar sort of sentiment. Says, um, I'm a mum, I just think the day has become so commercial and there is pressure to spend big. A simple thank you to a special person in your life day would be much more inclusive. I don't need a specific day to feel appreciated and or have my kids say thanks. Um, so there you go. Uh, um, we've been talking about Mother's Day being a complex day, Nick, and the fact that, you know, n- f- not for everybody is it all about flowers and foot spas. It can be a time of grief and loss and, um, you know, significantly challenging day. How do we get it right? How do we make it feel inclusive um, and celebratory and not exclusionary? And how do we make sure it's not hijacked by commercialism? Um, lots of texts coming through, but let's go to um, Dr. Joe Scroy, who's a fertility specialist and an obstetrician at Melbourne IVF. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. A really emotional day for people who are perhaps on the journey of wanting to become a mother, but haven't been able to do that yet. Yeah, and it's amazing to see, obviously, that there is a polarisation in terms of our emotions. I mean, we can have very positive experiences with our mothers and you know, celebrate that that positive experience, and we can also have the quite harsh reality of loss, as has already been spoken about, and and also the potential loss of becoming a mother that um, yourself, and those emotions need to be validated and justified. And if anything, Mother's Day, whilst it is commercial in its nature, it does give us an opportunity to reflect the highs and sometimes the lows. And perhaps that's the lesson we should take away from all of this. Um, but of course, a lot of women who have gone through multiple rounds of IVF and their own fertility journey and of course had the unfortunate events of pregnancy loss whether that be very early on in pregnancy but also later on in pregnancy will will be feeling a sense of loss that loss of hope the loss of life and the loss of being a mother themselves. Joe I realize that this is two men about to have this conversation I do apologize for that but it does feel like we still live in a society where being a mother giving birth is regarded as one of the high points of a biological woman's life and and i know that discovering that you might be unable to give birth or having difficulty conceiving i think uh can just weigh down on someone because of those societal pressures absolutely i think it's true for men as well and of course you know obviously we'll talk about father's day later on in the year but i think being a parent for some people is the pinnacle of you know a union of whether it be love between a man and a wife or a union between love between a woman and a woman and of course a single woman wanting to be a mother as well i mean the the notion of becoming a parent for some people is something that they've dreamt about for a long period of time and to be denied that, whether it be be denied because of infertility or a genuine, you know, not not having found the right partner and not finding that love person for the rest of their life, it is it is something that is, is impressed upon them. And and again, as I said before, it's all about this notion of hope, dream, and want, and not achieving that. And and these dates sort of reflect that. You know, when we're celebrating something like being a mother, and you know you're not. There is a sense of loss, particularly if you've not been able to achieve it or, unfortunately, you've had a pregnancy loss. So, Joe, considering, you know, the emotion and the hurt that you see in the women that you, um, you know, come into contact with all the time in your role as a, a fertility specialist, do you have any suggestions or advice on how we can make Mother's Day, you know, not as painful perhaps or, or you rethink it so that um, it doesn't become a day that feels us and them? Yeah, and as I said before, it's about recognising that there is a polarisation of emotions and that there are people that are going to celebrate the day for all the happiness and, and for the foot, the foot spas, as you said before, and the flowers, but equally so that we're going to acknowledge that for some people there is hurt that, that comes from the loss of having had a mother before and celebrating their life in the past or a loss that you've actually had it personally yourself. I think one of the things that we're doing quite well as a community is an acceptance that miscarriage and pregnancy loss is real. Many years ago, women will have had miscarriages or pregnancy loss later on in their pregnancy, and that would have been just brushed under the carpet. And so often when I talk about with my patients early, early pregnancy, you know, and that there's this notion of who should I tell that I'm pregnant? Should I wait until I'm 13 weeks? I always say, look, please tell people because 
if you if you go through a miscarriage, you'll need the support of your 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 friends, your family members around you, to be able to pull you through that, so that you can you know move on to those brighter days that are required later on in life. And and I think the fact that we've swept it under the carpet for so long means that then it becomes more hurtful at these poignant times in in the year, whether it be Mother's Day or whether it be reflections on Father's Day or Christmas or whatever the case might be. Yeah, Joe, that's an incredibly good point. And thanks so much for your time this morning. I know how busy you are, Dr. Joe Scorey, a fertility spe- specialist and obstetrician. And, and Bromini, I've spoken to people who've gone through infant loss, miscarriage, pregnancy loss. Again, it comes back to these are hard days for those people, but they feel like they can't talk about it. They can't say Mother's Day is a hard day for me because people... You don't want to feel like you're bumming someone out. Like, you know, someone else can celebrate Mother's Day. You kind of feel like you have to just tuck it away and keep it to yourself. Yeah, and that's so sad. And finding a way that we can be really honest with each other so that nobody's feeling awkward, so that the people who are celebrating Mother's Day don't feel guilty for it and that the people who are finding it uncomfortable don't also feel guilty about that. Yeah, and look, a wonderful text that's come through just saying, I agree about grieving the mother who should, who you should have had. Mine was never able to be a supportive mother for me. Um, but this person's saying, aren't we just getting a bit too fragile, though? Kindness, not commerce, is the way to honour mothers who have done the best that they can. This is the Conversation Hour. Roman O'Shea and Nick Healy with you as we approach Mother's Day. We are talking about the fact that it's not an easy day for lots of people and it does feel like it's been hijacked by commercialism. So how do we get it right? Is it still a relevant day and how do we make it work and feel inclusive for lots of people? Nick, there's loads of texts saying, <laughs> can't believe this conversation. You know, like This is fully woke. Um, what BS, the woke brigade are trying to change the way in which we live our lives, says Peter at Malvern East. And lots of others saying, you know, just everything's going to be cancelled. Like, what are we thinking? We're um, not trying to cancel we Mother's are not. Day. We're talking about a way to make sure it's a day that everyone can celebrate. And that is, I think, the opposite of cancelling it. Yeah, lots of calls too and, and texts as well. But uh, Leonie has called from Viewbank. Welcome, Leonie. Right, thank you very much for putting me on. Do you have a good oh, solution okay. for us? Well, Pardon? Do you have a good solution for us? Well, the solution I've got is I wish to goodness people would stop politicising Mother's Day. Surely one day in the year we can forget about all these, as somebody said, woke business that's going on and bringing up minorities that will find their own way around Mother's Day. I mean, Mother's Day isn't new. It's been going on for generations. And I don't like the commercialisation of it. It's a day that mothers should that mothers should remember their own mother if they want to, and that their children will come and visit them and have a joyous day if they possibly can, and and take all these complications that you're throwing around things. My head's going dizzy with all these things that oh we couldn't do that and we couldn't do this. For God's sake, get back to basics. It's Mother's Day. And if you haven't got a mother, but you had one that you loved, you remember her. If you had a mother that you don't like, okay, somebody else surely took her place in your heart and remember them, be it it a he or her. But stop all this. Oh, running. I'm sorry, but I'm really fed up with this and the conversation has really, really got me. I'm sorry about Leonie, that. Leonie, thank, thank you. There's nothing wrong with feeling, you know, emotional about it and having a good, strong opinion. And, I mean, there's lots of great points that Leonie makes, Nick, about, you know, maybe it's about finding the person in your life that you honour on that day, but... No, it's easy to say when you have a mother to love or to remember, isn't it? I think Leonie's comment there that the the minorities, the people who are in the minority finding their own way around it. I mean, don't we want to, as a society, come together and help everyone find a way around it, not just leave people behind? I don't know. Obviously, a lot of emotions attached to this one. Um, Also on the phone is Anthony, who's in Colorado. Anthony, good morning to you. G'day, how you going? Good, mate. Um, you lost your mum a couple of years ago. Yes, I did, yes. So I, what I found is, is for me, um, when I first lost my mother, part of the healing process, Mother's Day and a birthday were her two favourite days, so I very much celebrate them. And I found that a way, I've got a lot of friends who have also lost mothers, 
Um, so I find that a way of really celebrating Mother's Day. Plus, I've got sisters who have kids. I, I celebrate Mother's Day for them. I celebrate Mother's for Mother's Day for my friends who have children, and and whether they're a male or female as a mother figure, I don't think that matters. I think you've, I think it's just the celebration of that day I think is important in in some way. You've found a way to acknowledge your mum using Mother's Day, which I think is fabulous. But do, do you find that when you look at the ads, when you see all the commercialism, it's make sure you buy mum this, make sure you buy mum that, does that ever kind of get a bit of a disconnect for the way you think of Mother's Day? Well, not really, because um, pretty much it's like um, Valentine's Day or Christmas. We, we, we get smashed by the commercialism side of it. And I am one of those people who I ignore a lot of that. I think it's, it's it's how you take it yourself. It's a bit like someone getting hooked on drugs. We don't have to get hooked on drugs. You, you can choose to ignore that. You know, it's it's um yeah. It's, don't get hooked on the on 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 the sensationalism of, of Mother's Day. Just 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 well, for me, my favourite thing I do for Mother's Day is I pick my mother's roses from her from from our garden and I make sure that they get there fresh on her grave, pretty much all the time. But Mother's Day especially. So that's my little way. The commercialism side of it, I think, is just a little bit irrelevant. I think people need to probably just put the blinkers on and worry about their own uh, what's in front of them, not around them. Good on you, Anthony. Great to hear from you. Hey, Nick, do you know what? Last Mother's Day, my husband said, what would you really like? And I said, I'd like to not do the washing up. And he was like, sure. So I didn't do the washing up, but neither did anybody else. Oh, and good. so I just did two days of washing up the next day. Great. It's <laughs> nice to divert your emotional labour and your physical labour, isn't it? Just put it off for a day. Everything will be fine. You know, there's lots of love coming in for Leonie, who we just spoke to. I agree with Leonie. Stop reacting to minority groups. Let them find their own day if they don't like Mother's Day, says Ray. Um, <sighs> I heartily agree with Leonie. And this one says, yeah, no one's left behind. The day is for all and will mean different things to each person so uh, lots of different reactions there and another saying yep anthony has nailed it let's head to blair at heidelberg hello blair uh hi guys how are you going you've also lost your mum recently sorry to hear uh, that yeah thank you um i think you should be able to um like celebrate mother's day however you like and you know you do you you do mother's day and i also i, f- I found um not only do i find the kind of um commercialization of the the day really quite um horrible but like the mm. the past speaker said is it, you can ignore it but i also find it as um uh, like the professor the academics who spoke before i find her idea of like politicizing it really offensive as well because i like i'm all for equality i work in a female dominated area i'm a health worker and like i'd like to see that and i know um, my mum would have wanted that too as well but i just think you should be able to just reflect and enjoy mother's day for what it is however you'd like um and i just think we like i think i don't know one of the presenters was like saying should we politicize and i'm like no we shouldn't it's just um we we've got enough politics in our lives and enough other things and i'm also think like i remember my mum and enjoy my mum all other days so it's not just about one day as well so i suppose that's what i want to say no, no, I appreciate it, Blair. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Katie on the text line saying, I don't see these suggestions as complications at all, like a previous caller was saying. I see them as inclusive steps for Mother's Day. When we're oblivious to our privilege, it's sometimes incredibly hard to see how those in the minority feel. Katie, thank you so much for getting in touch. Yeah, there's another here. Opening Mother's Day up to make it more inclusive isn't a threat to those who celebrate the traditional way. It's an expansion and a call to remember those who are heartbroken around motherhood with kindness. Joe Fraser is mother and secretary of the association representing mothers separated by adoption in Victoria. It goes by the name of Arms. Joe, welcome. Thank you. So you've got a really different perspective on this because you um, had a son uh, when you were um, a teenager and he was adopted out to a couple in regional Victoria. What does Mother's Day mean for you? Well, for me and for anybody, any other women who've had their children taken from them, um, it's fantastic to be able to acknowledge uh, Mother's Day if we have met them. But even if we have, it's also bittersweet. I mean, there were so many, well, hundreds of thousands of young women who had their babies taken from them and they lived their lives not even knowing if their babies were dead or alive. Um, In fact, some had actually been told that their babies were stillborn so that 
the doctors didn't have to have the concern and the bother about getting consent from them. And oh, then to find out 30, 40, 50 years later when their son or daughter makes contact with them is incredibly traumatic. Um, but the, the, the whole uh, idea of um, having our own children and being able to acknowledge that relationship between us is really, really important, particularly on Mother's Day. Um, even though many adoptees have ambivalent feelings about it because they have two mothers and they may feel conflicted and disloyal if they acknowledge us as well. But to have our motherhood acknowledged in any positive way is truly heartwarming, whether it's through materialism, like a bunch of flowers, <laughs> or just a phone call or you know, coming around to visit, because we've, we've been robbed of the opportunity for for the depth of relationship that so many other mothers and their children have had that that has happened in utero we had that and we loved them when they were in utero we still loved them and love them even though they were or are not still in our lives and to to try and get over overcome that shame and grief and the trauma of losing your child is a really really difficult thing for anybody to do so to try and and build up that relationship which unfortunately you haven't been able to do as a normal mother and child relationship which grows and matures over the years as the child grows up we have to build that relationship um it's built between us as adults which is a completely mm. different way of doing it John, I can barely even imagine the emotive state of that. I mean, the the complexity you are describing there is uh, just one I can I, I can empathise with, but I can barely comprehend it. It must be so difficult. Yes, it is, and in fact, there are unfortunately and incredibly sadly many women who have committed suicide because of having had their ta- their babies taken from them. There are others who have major mental and physical. Uh, health issues because of it and you know, we, with a lot of us we live our normal everyday lives and you would not know that there was any trauma underneath or any grief um, unfortunately with a number that grief is just very much on the surface and and even when uh, for those of us who are so fortunate who have been able to have contact with our sons and daughters even um, having that contact and, and a relationship with them, which doesn't always unfortunately happen, but if we have a relationship, an ongoing relationship with them, it doesn't negate all of those years when we didn't know anything about them and we missed out on all of those things. So to say, oh, isn't that fantastic? You've met him or her and so, yeah, what a happy ending. Well, it's oh. not. It's just a different relationship than your other children if you've got other children. Yeah. Jo, what, what happens for you on Mother's Day? What do you do? Um, oh, well, I, I have two other sons. So I have three beautiful sons. And um, my my first son, uh, who is called Tim, um, he lives in New Zealand now. So uh, sometimes he rings me, which is fantastic. And, and when he lived in Australia, I would get a phone call and um, occasionally flowers. And... Uh, and then with my other sons and my husband, we usually have a, a meal of some sort, go out for lunch or dinner or uh, just, we always catch up together on the day, which is really nice. Mm, and you mark it that day with, with all your boys. That's nice. That's right. Know. Yes. Yeah. And I still have a mother who's 93. So um, we also catch up with her too. Yeah. Joe, it's so important the work you do and, you know, my heart goes out to all those um, families who experienced what you did where, you know, forced adoptions took place and, you know, often we don't even consider that. It sort of was so swept under the carpet and ignored for mm. so long. So what you and the, the group do is so important. If you have been impacted by adoption, you can find details of how to find assistance or even pop along to a meeting, including, Joe. I know you've got a, a 40th anniversary meeting that's, yes. that's happening this week. So the website is arms, A-R-M-S, vic.org.au so that's armsvic.org.au uh, Joe Fraser thank you so much for being with us 
It's my pleasure. Mother and Secretary of the Association Representing Mothers Separated by Adoption called ARMS. Yeah, Nick, it's a complex day, isn't it? When you hear the, the personal stories of people, you can see the nuance and the, the um, challenges around Mother's Day. Well, I hope we can. There's an anonymous text that's come through saying, my mother passed many years ago. Uh, the year my daughter suddenly passed, it happened two days before Mother's Day. Uh, there was a miscarriage that was swept under the carpet. This text is saying, I am confronted in so many places with a reminder of Mother's Day. I do like to honour my own mum on the day. It's helpful to do so, but otherwise I just keep my head down, blinkers on. No one who knows my situation would ever mention the day to me. And I, I hope that's going some of the way to explain why we want to acknowledge the complexity on a day like today. Yeah, there's another text here that simply says, I'm adopted, thank you. Um, thank you for all the texts that are coming through. Um, just worth mentioning as well, because it can be a really tricky day for some, Nick, the lifeline number for support 24-7 is 13 11 14. That's 13 11 14. Um, and so many really interesting text messages coming through too here. Um, this one says... Um, uh, Having a day reserved to buy domestic appliances, lunch and chrysanthemums for mothers is already a political activity, says Susan in Kensington <laughs> when talking about it being politicised. And another here, some people have said, you know, maybe it's a it's a parent's day or it's a special person's day even. Um, and someone has said here, I wouldn't want to be called a special person, you know, so don't take that name away from it. Look, I understand that too, but here's Eliza on the text line saying, I love special person day. Mother's Day can be hard for people who've experienced miscarriage and are desperate to come parents too. So, again, you know, we're not, we're desperately not trying to cancel Mother's Day. We love Mother's Day. We just want to find a way that everyone can love Mother's Day. Do you know, there was a text I saw that referenced a movie where to celebrate Mother's Day, the, the main character goes to a day spa for the day and doesn't spend it with her children because it says, you know, this is a day about me, not about anyone else. I, I had felt guilty about saying this, but now I've seen that text, I'm not going to feel guilty, Nick. I'm asking for permission to say this. But um, a few years ago when my daughter was very young and I was deep in the trenches of, you know, sleep deprivation and <laughs> working full time and feeling just needed all the time in every direction, um, when I was asked what did I want for Mother's Day, I said, I would really like to my husband, I'd like you to take my daughter to her swimming lesson and I'm not going to come. I'm going to stay home. I'm going to drink a hot cup of tea. I'm going to listen to music of my choice that's not the Wiggles and I'm going to do a crossword. And then when you come back, I'll be ready. <laughs> but I need that time. Nick, thank you for navigating a really tricky topic with me today. Thank you for being along for it, Bromanosha. And thank you for all the texts and all the calls. Have a wonderful day. Take care.